Courtney Banghart is here to talk about her current lead and her former lead. Lock basketball starts now. Ogumba Wallet for the win. You are locked on women's basketball. Your daily podcast on women's basketball. Hi, everyone, and welcome to Lockdown Women's Basketball. I'm your host, Howard Magdal, thanking you for making us your first listen every day, where we talk about the world of women's basketball, past, present, and future, six days a week. And it's not just me. It is the entire staff over at The Next, thenexthoops.com. We have over 100 reported pieces every single month. We have 35 in the month of March alone. It's the morning of March 7th, and a lot of it has been about Courtney Banghart, the work she has done, the work she is doing right now at North Carolina. Courtney, I'm going to start you off with uh, just a plea because I feel so strongly (laughs) about this, and I know you're going to as well. ESPN Bracketology currently has UNC first four out. Net rating has you 21, and I've seen the team play. This is an NCAA tournament team. Come through here. Tell me why. No, no, no. It has our, I'm sorry, Howard. It has our men currently out. We're, we're, they have us looking to host. I am terribly sorry. That is, I could not believe it because I was looking at that. Yeah, no, our men have, our men are going to, are playing in Greensboro for the ACC tournament. They've got some some wins to have to get, I think, but no, we're in a good spot. We're, we're kind of four or five seed. That tells you everything you need to know. I did a search NCAA women's basketball and, they sent me as a link on Google to the men. All right, we're going to have to talk to Kate Johnson about that. But good. Glad to hear it because clearly you guys are in position to host, should be in position to host. And I want you to take me through how you've gotten to this point in time. You're 21 and 10, there's been more ups and downs than maybe you expected coming into this season. You know, where do you see the team? How do you feel like you guys are positioned now in order to make a run here in March? Yeah, you know, we're finally, we're healthy. You know, this year, it was it's really been marred by injury. You know, our our point guard went out at the beginning of the year um, and didn't play, hasn't played until the last eight games of the season. Um, and then we had two of our starters who missed almost a month and kind of in the thick of the ACC season. So we, we've sort of been in and out of injury and worked through that, which I think makes us deeper than than we would have thought going into this tournament um, because now we're healthy and I just have more options because I've got guys who've played valuable minutes um, throughout the season. You know, we've got, we've earned six top 20 wins on the course of the year, two top five wins. You know, we've no loss that's below a 60 in the net. Um, you know, 12th rank strength of schedule. You know, just these guys have really, we put them to the wolves. We knew we'd be pretty good and and they responded. And so, um, you know, we're sitting in a good spot and excited for what's to come. What is your routine like? You're no stranger to the NCAA tournament. Yeah. Um, you know, was selection Monday, now we're selection Sunday you know, what, how do you get through the day? Yeah. Well, you know, we, we spend a little bit of time, you give them an off day, an extra off day in there, but you spend some time with your kids just in your office, getting a, sen- a sense to reflect on the year. Uh, what do they need moving into the tournament? You know, that type of thing. Um, and then you're working on some, some individual things, either by position or by kid. And then you're also working on um, team concepts that no matter who you play, it's important that you're good at on, on either side of the ball. So, you know, it's, it's kind of like a mini training camp, per se, training camp for the best tournament in, in the world. 
when you look at what Deja Kelly has done so far this season, it's an interesting year, right? Overall, her efficiency is up, even though it's down beyond the three-point line. And, you know, when you go to CBB analytics, uh, you know, I spend a lot of time around the shot charts, and you see that she is just finishing at the rim at a level that has gone beyond where she was even her first two seasons. What are you seeing out of her development there? How do you account for her ability to improve that over her junior season? You know, coming into the year, we, we felt like a priority for her was to was to facilitate better. You know, she didn't have a, a great assist to turnover ratio last year, and we wanted that to change. And now she's got a, a really good one, you know, and um, has, has shown that, that she's able to distribute play better and create better looks for her teammates than she has. You know, she's not a finished product. Um, she's one of the best players in the country. Um, and the, the great thing about her is that she just wants to keep getting better. So efficiency from three, uh, better finishes through contact and around big bodies. Those will, those will be what we work on in the offseason this season. But um, the past season, we really worked on her, her looking at second and third line of defenses and getting people shots. And she's done a great job. And proof, proof is in the pudding. Assist percentage of 20% up from 16-7 last year. Turnover rate staying neutral at 12-1. It was 11-3 last year. So, you know, clearly she's making those kinds of better decisions. You certainly are no stranger to the position of point guard. Does it feel like that is her fit when the next level comes after she's finished playing for you? No, you know, I think she plays with the ball in her hands and she also plays off it for us because that's what she'll have to do in, in, in the, at the next level. Yeah. Um, you know, you've, you want to be, you know, the, the W really values versatility because the rosters are so small. Um, and so she's more of a playmaking guard. Um, and so there's times where she can attack um, and, and dictate play for others. And there's times where she needs to let somebody else do that so that she can finish the play. Um, and so we're trying to prepare her and all of our guys for that, uh, that, next, that next level. When you look back at the year that you have had, is there a moment in time where you felt like it was really your identity was forged as a team? And obviously, like you said, you, you guys have played an absurd schedule all season and yeah. some huge wins. I'm just wondering if there's a moment that really stands out to you as this is the moment in which we figured out who we were as a team. You know, we went out to the PKI tournament and played um, – Oregon, who was in the top 25, and then Iowa State, who at the time before they got they lost their big, um, were fourth or fifth in the country, you know. Mm -hmm. And so uh, we went out and won that so far from home. Um, and then when the ACC season got underway um, to beat Notre Dame and, and NC State and Duke all in a row at, at home, um, you know, that was before we got injured. Right after that, we sort of got, got into a little bit of an injured spell. But when we were healthy, our guys really were able to to um, put together a good run. Um, Really proud of how much people love this team. I mean, our, our fan base is rocking night after night, um, you know, and, and all that good stuff. So, you know, there's there's probably not one moment like there is in some, but it's a collection of moments for this group and how they've just they, – they've done their work, you know, and I look at their resume, which is what we're doing this time of year, and I'm really proud of the work they've done. And, you know, it's funny. We talk a little bit about um, the fact that this ACC is just so tough top to bottom. Uh, mm -hmm. the, the bracketology has – eight teams right now in the field and Syracuse right there knocking on the door uh, with yeah. number nine, you know, as somebody who, and we, I remember talking to you about this, you were scheduling out of conference was something that was so vital in the Ivy league. Is there a certain um, let's say calm that comes with that, with knowing that whatever the ebb and flow of a non-conference schedule you might face, you're going to face so many challenges, you know, you're going to have your team ready for March in that way. Yeah, absolutely. You know, the 
the ACC has given us such great preparation, lots of, lots of great coaches, lots of great players, lots of great systems. No two systems are the same, you know, so we've had to go against night after night since December 28th. We've played every Thursday and Sunday all year long um, against a team that um, is one of the premier teams in our country, you know? Um, and so that's a little different than what I came from. Um, and I've loved it. I've been, it's made me better. It's made me sharper. Um, and, you know, I, I, I hope that the ACC as a collective does really well in the tournament because I think we've prepared each other well. When you think about that decision to come here, we are now coming in on four years to the day. You know, mm -hmm. it, it was a big jump. You know, of course, you could have been Princeton coach for life. And, yeah. so, you know, to to take on this challenge and obviously to have success, you've had another 21 season here. Uh, it, it's just indisputable. Have you given yourself the chance to kind of sit back and say, you know, wow, this this path has really been working. And, you know, how does it feel to be in this moment? Yeah, you know, it was really hard, Howard, that first like six months because I had, you know, my family, I had just Princeton had become my home and my community. Um, and we had that program rolling, as you know, and and for, for multiple years of recruiting that has succeeded, you know, um, and then I came here and I had to start completely over. You know, we. We had to regroup the roster, regroup staffing, regroup our support staff and our all the people around the program. Um, and, you know, that was a grind. And um, you, of course, it's human nature to when you're in the grind to sometimes question. Right. And um, fortunately, I was so busy here. I just didn't get a chance to really do that. Um, and my family has really loved it. And so I felt like I just had to make it work and make it work. We've done. You know, we've um, this feels much. This feels like home now. I, I don't I, I hold my value in the Ivy League. Um, really close to my heart. I spent 20 years as a player, as an assistant, as a head coach there. Um, but this was the right next step for me. And um, and I've really enjoyed the, the journey. I've, I've really, I like where we are. I like where we can go. I, I appreciate the support that we have in our community here. And I love the new community I've built here. The weather, the cost of living, the pace of life. I mean, there's lots of things outside the lines that really work well too. Yeah, I, I'm up here in Jersey. I wouldn't yeah. mind a little bit of the North Carolina. No, no, I hope to fly through Jersey moving forward. Locked on Women's Basketball is brought to you by Built Bar. Listen, I am no stranger to the glories of Built Bar. If you're looking for a delicious treat, but you don't want all the fat and calories, you go try a Built Bar. The center, the center of my diet. All right. You are talking about flavors like churro, peanut butter brownie, coconut almond. They have these crazy puffs, chocolate chip cookie puffs amazing 130 calories four grams of net sugar 17 grams of protein and you don't have to go to built.com although you can you can use lock 15 and get 15 percent off or you can go to sam's club and get a package of four you can go to walmart you can get a package of four of cookies and cream excuse me sam's club you can get 13 bar box of brownie batter and churro so make sure you go whether it's there or built.com Make sure you buy them. They're delicious. They're healthy. And make sure you tell them Grandma Myrna sent you. Fair enough. So before I let you go, I do want to talk a little Ivy uh, with you as well. And so it, just first and foremost, right, you know, your loyalties, right? You spend so much time at Princeton. I'm sure you yeah. have a lot of uh, support there, of course, to this day. You're a Dartmouth alum. So that kind of brings you neutral. Like, what is the Ivy League tournament like for you this weekend? Just like emotionally, like I mean, right? So my former, 
My former assistant is the head coach at Columbia. Right. And my other former assistant is the head coach at Harvard. Um, and then, of course, the players that I recruited and coached are, are at Princeton. Mm-hmm. Um, and then Penn was a school that when we were when I was in the league for most of the league, most of my time as a coach, they were really um, right there with us. Yeah. So, yeah, the tournament, you know, and then, of course, Dartmouth, my alma mater and and all that. Um, so I feel very connected to the Ivy League, the players that play in it, but even more so the coaches and, and just the, what the league stands for. I'm really close to our men, the men's coach at Princeton as well. I've gotten supportive texts from the Yale men's coach and the Harvard men's coach as I've been on this journey. Um, so, you know, I'll certainly be tuned in and, you know, and in some cases I'm rooting for ties, but, um, you know, just glad that they'll have their stage next weekend. Has to be a two-bid lead, right? I mean, there's no question both Princeton and Columbia are NCAA tournament bound in a good and just world, right? I don't know. I mean, I think you got to look at, see, I, I, if my heart's involved, that's a, that's a one answer, right? But right. I remember, but I think if you look at, are you looking at top 25 wins? Are you looking at below 50 losses? Are you looking at, you know, strength of schedules? I think that's, that's part of it. And I never understood that until I got here because right. I just never understood why, why, why. And then if you're Syracuse, you're saying, hold on, we played Notre Dame twice, we played Louisville twice, we beat Carolina, you know, you go right through it. Right. And so, um, I, I don't know. I, I don't know. I'm not on the committee and I think the committee values different things. Um, I like the concept of, you know, try reward those that try to schedule outside of conference um, to, to get as many you know competitive opportunities possible. But I know there are some very good teams that are feeling like, wait a second, our strength of schedule and our top 25 wins and our opportunities, you know, those are those way differently maybe than some of the wins that the Ivy league has come from in, within the league, you know? So so I, I'm kind of I'm neutral on that one too. I'm 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 Switzerland in that one as well. Understood, and and a a very valuable place to be, I would say, given where you are now as well. <laughs> but yeah, I know between Syracuse and Oregon, I know they're having those types of conversations of as well. It it is not. That's the other part where there are people who are you know quick to slam the committee, and that is the most difficult job I can possibly imagine. And I'm glad I get to be on this side of it as well. So okay. thinking about just in terms of March, in terms of what goals look like for you here, what will feel like success for North Carolina basketball when we're talking a month from now? You know, probably depends on who you ask. You know, I think I have great respect for how hard it is to win any college basketball game. I mean, as I always say, everyone practices, you know, um, but an opportunity to host would mean a lot for this community. You know, this community has really wrapped its arms around women's basketball again um, and is one of the great traditions of women's basketball. So that would be success. Um, and of course, another sweet 16, you know, if you're in the sweet 16, then you're a weekend away from the final four. Right. And so the more you can crack at it, the better the chance. It took me a long time to go to the NCAA tournament before I finally got a win. Right. And so mm-hmm. I just want to go to sweet 16s until, until I can get a crack at, at a final four. Um, so, you know, and, and then, go from there. So I, I, I don't know. I think it depends on who you ask. I think my guys would like to play in the final four right now. Um, I see some holes still that need to be, that need to be resolved, but you never know, you know, we're a really good team that has beaten a lot of really good teams. So you just never know. It, it is very, very likely or very, very possible. I should say that we'll see each other in Dallas. Lockdown women's basketball is brought to you by FanDuel. The midpoint of the NBA season is here, and now is the perfect time to download FanDuel, America's number one sports book. New customers get a no-sweat first bet of up to $1,000. That's bonus bets back if your first bet doesn't win. Just download the FanDuel Sportsbook app. It's safe, secure, and super easy to use. Then you can bet on everything from the money line to point scores to threes drained. 
Plus, FanDuel even lets you combine your bets for a chance at a bigger payout with a same-game parlay. Anything from player points, rebounds, assists, to core markets, spread, money line, and so many more exclusive bets to come as well. So don't miss your chance to get your no-sweat-first bet of up to $1,000 in bonus bets when you go to FanDuel.com slash LockedOn. That's FanDuel.com slash L-O-C-K-E-D-O-N to learn more. Make every moment more with FanDuel, official sports betting partner of the NBA. Before I let you go, the last thing I want to talk about is just the first time we met was when I was doing a story years ago about Bella Allery. Mm. Seeing Bella retire, I can't really get my mind around it to this day um, about it. But just take me through just, you know, your dominant memory of Bella Allery, the basketball player in person. Yeah, Bella was just really special. I remember when I recruited her, you know, she wasn't everyone kind of wondered who Bella Allery was. And I kept saying, you'll fit, you'll find out. Right. And, and that kid, I told her her freshman year that you're the best kid, you're the best player in our team. And she just about fell over. And I said, if you don't believe that, that's the problem. Right. And, and that kid just got better and better and better. Got her range better, her hands better, her footwork better, her left hand better. Um, and I think her timing of her pro career was a bummer because remember she was overseas, what they all do in the off season during COVID and yeah. so it's hard enough to go overseas. It's a pretty lonely existence at times because you can only have two Americans and all that. Um, but then she also could never leave her apartment, you know, because of COVID. And, and so you do that for two years and, and it takes a toll on you. Right. And so I think I think in her eyes, it was like my life is I'm ready to start it. I've done what I've wanted to do. I played in the league. I have played overseas. Um, and there's there's something else for me. Um, and I think it was hard for her, Howard, because she's such a big face in the Ivy League. And she questioned, you know, her and I talked all the time and, and she was worried about, you know, I'm holding you know, the league kind of needs me to keep doing this. And I said, the league doesn't need you to do that. You've done what you needed it to do. You've right. given the next Ivy league kid um, the path. Right. Um, and, and you need to do what's best for you. And, and I think she's really excited about what she's doing. She's applying to business schools and um, excited for her next step. Yeah. Bella's, Bella's going to run the world, but yes, as a basketball fan, I'm selfishly sad because if she had gotten everyday time, and regular time in the W, she'd been an all-star. I'm convinced yeah. that I will be to my dying day. Well, mm -hmm. Courtney Bankart, you've got a lot going on uh, beyond just correcting me about bracketology. So thank you for your time to my listeners. Thank you. As always, we'll be back with you tomorrow. And we'll have about eight stories for you today at the next, because that's the time of year it is. I'm Howard Megdahl, wishing you a wonderful day. Welcome to Wallet. For the win. You are Locked On Women's Basketball, your daily podcast on women's basketball.